Greetings and welcome to Worship Matters, a podcast from Discipleship Ministries, which is an agency of the United Methodist Church located in Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This podcast deals with the intricacies of planning worship each week. I'm Cynthia Wilson, Executive Director of Worship Resources and the Director of Liturgical Resources here at Discipleship Ministries. Now, our goal is to develop, discuss, and share ways of planning worship through the use of the Common Lectionary, while at the same time creating worship series that are contextual, engaging, relevant, and adaptable for your church setting. Now, friends, our goal is to develop and discuss and share ways of planning worship through the use of the Common Lectionary, while creating worship series that are contextual, engaging, relevant, and adaptable for your church setting. At the same time, during these unprecedented days of social distancing and leading on-time worship, we have endeavored to provide conversations that share the challenges of producing online worship and finding ways to help those worshiping with us to stay engaged and feel connected even from a distance. Well, today's episode is going to be a conversation with the Reverend Pamela Pirtle. Reverend Pirtle hails from Champaign, Illinois, where her journey was woven between ministry, music, and social justice. She holds a BA in sociology, music education, and an MA in educational policy studies from University of Illinois, a Master's of Divinity from Garrett Evangelical Theological Seminary in Evanston, Illinois. She's ever committed to Methodism and remains active on committees throughout the district and conference including Black Methodists for Church Renewal. She's a board member for United Voices for Children. She's on the conference committee for finance and administration, and also the conference committee for religion and race. During these tenuous times, when we remember the life and legacy of the Honorable U.S. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, or as some of us know her as the notorious RBG. As we speak today, this prophetic giant lies in repose at the Supreme Court, and the world keeps vigil, giving thanks for this feminist icon, one who championed gender equality, one who persisted, one who dissented, and who laid a solid foundation for women. This child of Brooklyn, who has given us something to hope for and something to aspire to, is one of the reasons that we are excited to have Reverend Pirtle with us today. It is for that reason that we uh, are honored to have this Director of Leadership and Accountability for the General Commission on the Status and Role of Women, known as COSRO, 
which is one of our 13 general agencies of the United Methodist Church. COSRO holds responsibility for four areas of focus, awareness, monitoring, advocacy, and the empowerment of women for participation in the total life and mission of the church. So friends, it is really not a coincidence that we are together on this very day to discuss the very important event coming up, sponsored by COSRO. In just a few days, this event, which will mirror much of the life of Justice Ginsburg. The title of this event is, I Am Her. Now see, I already know that somebody has questioned the grammar here, right? Uh, but most certainly, we want to hear all about this exciting event, Reverend. So would you tell us a little bit about the I Am Her Summit? What is this summit all about? So let me just thank you first for having me here today. I'm excited to share about this event that we're we're doing uh, coming up on October the 8th through the 10th. Um, so the whole concept of I am her, it's not new, actually. Um, there are a lot of people out there using it for events, but we chose it because we want to talk about the vertical relationship that we have with God and ourselves and with other women horizontally. And so the whole concept is, you know, I am you, you are me. We are one in each other as we are one in God. Oh, that's so exciting. And so a lot like, as I said earlier, a lot like Justice Ginsburg, the work of being um, persistent, I would say, is uh, it sounds like that's where this uh, theme is is really headed uh, for the the conversations that will be held. So tell us about uh, what will be going on in this, this conference, this summit. So who will be who will be talking to us and um, talk about the forum for this event? So we have a really robust agenda for this event. And I, I have to say, even if I weren't involved in the planning, I would attend because it's just going to be great. But we are going to have opening worship every day by you. And we're excited about that because we know you are an amazing worship leader. And we're so looking forward to that time that you will lead us into a space um, with God. And so we're excited about that every day. After our worship, we'll have one of our bishops, our women bishops in the United Methodist Church, will be speaking on Thursday. Bishop Tracy Smith Malone will be preaching. On Friday, Bishop Cynthia Harvey will be preaching. And on Saturday, Bishop Hope Morgan Ward will be preaching. And she's going to also be doing a call to action, which I can talk about a little bit later about mm -hmm voter suppression and getting out the vote. Um, and then each day we're going to have workshops and plenary sessions that are just so rich. I mean, anything from, you know, looking at who we are as women in the Bible and how we connect with various women in the Bible, looking at um, the second city, talking about communication skills and things that we can do to enhance our ability to communicate effectively with others in and out of the workplace. Um, Susan Beaumont leading in a liminal, you know, see, 
season? What do you do during this time when everyone's telling you to pivot to something new and something different when it's very uncertain what that really is? And then, of course, you know, as I said, on that Saturday, we're going to have our um, get out the vote and then we're going to break off into jurisdictional groups so that everybody can begin to organize and mobilize around voter suppression, getting out the vote in their jurisdictional areas, as well as moving more women into positions of authority within United Methodist Church as bishops and as district superintendents, as, as leaders within our denomination. Now, you are, you've actually uh, served as a pastor of a local church. Is I did. Correct? I sure did. Yes, so, I did. So you have, you have a real sense of what the need is uh, on the part of women who have been called into the leadership field for ministry and particularly in the United Methodist Church, you have named some pretty heavy hitters here, um, especially the three bishops that you have named, but there are some others that will be speaking. I understand that Nadia will be uh, with us as well. She's our keynote, and that's a really exciting um, thing for us to have. Nadia Boltz-Weber is just an amazing public theologian, Mm -hmm. and she brings a level of intellectual uh, perspective to faith and and our our walk with God that I think is oftentimes missing from our, our conversations. And so her take on things, her perspective on things is very interesting. I think a lot of people will find it to be um, interesting. And so on Thursday, she's going to be bringing in some of her friends to just come in and have what she calls her squad, talk about patriarchy and various things that deal with women's issues. And then on Friday, when she's our keynote, that is when she'll be sharing her perspective on how we might want to move forward as a denomination, as women who want to do the work of God in our local spaces. So she's she's bringing a wealth of knowledge that I think will be very helpful to a number of people. Nadia is extremely edgy and very. she really takes no prisoners. I think that if anybody out there listening is thinking about being a part of this event, if for no other reason, you'd want to come to hear uh, Nadia. Yeah, she makes no apologies for being very straightforward and direct. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes we're not used to that, but it's a good thing. It's a good thing. I am her. So say say again something about this, um, this theme and talk about how it really is interfacing with the times that we are in. I am her. Uh, and this whole idea of hoping for hoping against hope, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, hoping to inspire and as women uh, persisting. And we could name some folk through the history, the annals of history in scripture, as well as in history of the world who have persisted, who have pressed their way forward, So talk about that in in light of what's going on in the world today and what we're hoping for uh, from this conference. Well, I would say that, um, you know, in addition to just helping people go inward and think about their relationship with God, we want to also make people think a little bit more outward, too, and how you connect to the, the broader population. And so when you think about how women are going to lead going forward in this unusual, unprecedented time in which we're now living, we have several different workshops and different sessions that are going to be dealing with that. Um, one of them in particular that I think is really kind of exciting is going to be, um, you know, uh, resistance in a power culture. 
what does that really look like? Um, Reverend Dr. Donald Battle is going to do that session. And, um, and it's going to be a real challenging session to sit in on because she's going to be pushing us to think about how are we resisting, you know, in a power culture and the dynamic, as we know, everything is about power right now in terms of what's happening politically and what's happening in our country and what's happening in the world. And so how do you manage around that knowing that um, you may or may not have the power you may want to have, but how do you get it? And so her objective is to help women begin to see themselves as powerful and to begin to engage in ways in which they can can move the agenda forward that they see needed in their areas. Um, Navigating power relationships, Erin Moore from Garrett, whom you very well know, is going to be leading that session. I'm just going to highlight a few of them. The thing that I like about her session is it really helps people think about who do I have in my current list of contacts that might help me lift up things that matter to me or things that I believe are important in my church or in my community, in my home or in my community? Because I think oftentimes we overlook what network mapping really can do in terms of being able to connect with people who can help us to do things that we know are are important to do. Um, And then for our preachers, we've got uh, Liz Valle from Chicago Theological Seminary going to be teaching. Uh-huh. She preaches in prophetic preaching. And, you know, as a preacher, we all need to have some, some tools in our toolbox around that. So that's going to be exciting. And then Becky Williams, who works with us, is going to do a session on the Integrity Project. And she's going to be talking about how are you living out your best self? Mm-hmm. How are you living out in a consistent way that mirrors what you say you value and what you do. And so I think there's just some financial stuff here from Westpath, well-being from Westpath. There are just so many sessions that I think are just going to be very powerful for helping people begin to start taking this time that we're in right now and using these tools to be better when we get out on the other side. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is uh, this year of uh, remembering how it is that women function in the workplace, in the world, in the church, et cetera. Uh, we're using as a theme throughout the world, throughout the country, nevertheless, she persisted. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and we, we all remember the night that that piece was actually coined. And so you all have snatched that from the courtroom <laughs> into, into this. There's a panel that's going to be uh, using that as a theme. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. That is correct. Um, And I think that's going to be a real powerful piece to just talk about what are the challenges that you have? We hear a lot of women in in different panels talk about how successful they've been and how Mm -hmm. they've reached the apex of their careers and how great they've, you know, accomplished so many things. But we want to talk about what did you feel you failed at? What Mm -hmm. do you think you could have done differently? Where do you feel that you weren't as supported as you would have liked to be? And how did you overcome that? Because Mm -hmm. I think as women are trying to navigate in this new workspace that we're in now, we've got to figure out how to get past the challenges and not be deterred by it, but continue to move and be overcomers. And so that's going to be a really, really interesting session because we've got people, uh, we've got a couple of bishops on there. We've got people who are working in the corporate world. We've Mm -hmm. got people who are working in the church. 
academia. So it's a very diverse group of people, young people, as well as older people. So we'll be able to see, you know, how are you managing to deal with all of these challenges? And and I will also add that I think that um, one thing that we really want to come out of this too is that people leave this session empowered and feeling a sense of moving forward and doing something positive. So on that Saturday, when we're talking about getting out the vote, we've got Clara Esther, who you probably know from UMW. Mm-hmm. Um, she was one of their board members and uh, she worked with Martin Luther King many, many years ago with regards to voter suppression. And she uh, will be in a conversation with Reverend Francine Thyris from Chicago. What's mm-hmm. the position between their perspectives on what it was like in the civil rights movement in the South versus what it may have been in the North and what are the similarities, what are the differences, but what do you know from that time period that can help us grasp onto something that we can use to be able to move forward now? And how does that relate to where we are as as a society right now? Because we are certainly, I would say, unprecedented times, but when I talk Clara and Francine, sometimes they'll say, but we've seen this before, you know? And so we've got to figure out, okay, if this has happened before, how do we, how do we move forward? So we don't have to be having this conversation 20 (laughs) years from now, you know? Yes, yes, absolutely. Now, Reverend Pirtle, I, I recognize that you've been working on this event for quite a while. Has it been a year? You all have been working for a year. (laughs) And I know that you initially did not intend for it to be held at this time of of this year, Mm -hmm. but because of the circumstances of particularly COVID, the the date kept being pushed back and pushed back. And so now we're actually going to be uh, involved in this event in under the aegis of a desperate time. These are desperate times. And these desperate times require desperate measures. I do know for sure that the race question is bound to come up. Uh, And I don't know that that was the plan initially, but I don't think we can avoid it at this point. That is so true. Um, Race was not necessarily something that I had on the platform for this event. Um, We wanted this to be informational and uplifting and about people connecting and and making good connections, you know, for their own lives and what they're doing in free and outside of the church. But after um, the Floyd, you know, George Floyd death and Breonna Taylor and, and so many other things, this pandemic, we found ourselves needing to move to a virtual platform and we had no idea that in doing so, it would literally change the face of our event. Um, So our our plenary panel on Friday is going to deal with the intersectionality of race and gender and all the other characteristics that make us up for who we are, ethnicity, you know, race, all of that, because we recognize that um, many women find themselves having challenges around who they are and they see disadvantages with regards to who they are there. They may not be black like me, but they may be Asian or they may be Hispanic or they may feel that they're older. And and so we wanted to talk about in that particular plenary, the Stony the Road, how those different things have made you who you are and how you were able to move around that and, and, and beyond that. We believe that if we don't talk about these kinds of intersectionalities, mm-hmm. that we will never find ways to see any kind of connection with others who may not 
look or be like us. Mm -hmm. And so in order to find connections and have opportunities to connect in meaningful ways, we think it's important to lift this up. And in this day and age with racism being a hot buzz topic, we just we have to make that a primary priority of this event. So I'm assuming that folks who are interested uh, would need to register or to um, we, we need to know again, if you tell us the dates and then tell us about registration, how can we register for this event? I'm, I think I'm like you, even if I were not being uh, part of the leadership, I would definitely be attending this event. Yes. Uh, so tell yes. us how we can register. So actually, because Garrett uh, Seminary is our sponsor, you can go to garrett.edu to their webpage and, and go to their events link. And in their events, you will see the I Am Her uh, registration piece and you can register there. Um, and if you have any questions about it, you can certainly email me at pperdle at gcsrw.org. Our registration fee is $39. We've tried to keep it as low as possible so that more people can register. However, $39. I can't even buy a loaf of bread for $39. I'm sorry. I agree. <laughs> I, agree. I agree. But even with that, we are offering some scholarships for persons who simply can't afford even that because we do recognize that due to COVID, many women are unemployed right now, are in between jobs. And so we don't want anyone to be left out. Just That's let me know. Wonderful. That is Absolutely, Absolutely wonderful. And I'm, I'm uh, very proud to say that Discipleship Ministries, uh, my agency, is also helping uh, some of our young women participate in this conference. Yes. So we're serving as one of the sponsors as well. Yes. In fact, Natalie Parker will be on one of our panels. Absolutely. Yes. From SBC 21. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So we're excited about that. We are happy to have anyone attend. Our focus is on women, and that's why our entire platform is women. But anyone can come and be enriched and blessed by this event. And we do hope that men will attend, actually. We know some who are. Um, and I, this event is uh, coming up on October the 8th through the 10th. Um, and it's two and a half days. And um, it will be virtual. And uh, we want you to come and be inspired be empowered, and be equipped. And I need to say to our, our listener, listening audience that registration details can also be found on the Discipleship Ministries uh, website, umcdiscipleship.org. If you go there, you can also pull up the information, the registration information. And actually, there's a wonderful uh, YouTube clip, I believe, Mm -hmm. uh, that really talks about more details around this particular conference. Uh, so, so what is it that you want us to know most importantly about um, attending this event? Uh, how, do, how do we expect to um, leave this event? What, how, how will we walk away from this event? What is your hope? What, is your, what, are, your, your, what are your dreams for uh, the end of this event. What, what will I uh, glean from this event? 
I hope that you and anyone who attends will leave with information and and tools that they can add to their toolbox to better engage with other women across the church, but also information that may help you with regards to your ministry or your career if it's outside of the pulpit that may help you think in ways in which you can connect with other professionals who may be in the field in which you're a part of will help you also think in terms of how you might um, see your your intersectionality as an advantage rather than a disadvantage um, that um, race, gender, ethnicity does not have to be a double negative because you're a woman, as many times people often think. Um, and, and so people will walk away being inspired and motivated. And, and as we are doing on that Saturday to get out the vote piece, um, make sure you're registered. Make sure you participate in our political process. Make sure you're interested in helping women become, you know, uh, leadership of the United Methodist Church and that you're willing to help vote women in for bishops and so forth so that we can really see the equality that we say we believe in and want and desire, but may not always realize but I think we're in a very different time frame where what we've seen in the past is shifting to something different. And we just want to make sure that women are leading the charge. And I, I think that even in the spirit, I hear the voice of Justice Ginsburg saying yes and amen to all yes. of that. Yes. Friends, you can find this information again on the website of Discipleship Ministries, umcdiscipleship.org. And Reverend Porter, where else can our listeners go to find these details? Garrett.edu, and then click on events, and you will find it there, the I Am Her Women's Leadership Summit. We are so glad that you stopped by to see us today. Thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure. We are certainly looking forward to this event. It's it's just around the corner, isn't it? Yes, the registration closes on the 2nd, so you want to make sure you register as quickly as possible. We've got a little over a week. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Friends, thank you all for joining us today. We certainly hope that this has been a helpful conversation for you. Uh, until next time, we want you to stay safe, be well, vote, Uh, And we will be praying for you and with you and your congregations. May God continue to bless your worship ministry as you make disciples for the transformation of the world. This podcast has been a production of Discipleship Ministries, an agency of the United Methodist Church. Visit all our podcasts at podcasts.umcdiscipleship.org.